Welcome to the Insiders Insights Podcast, where we share with you the thoughts of the individuals who are working for projects that are changing the world. Welcome to Insiders Insight. Today I have Rob from Jigstack and we are going to be discussing how to gain a work-life balance whilst working in the crypto industry. But before we jump into the topic, Rob, maybe you give a brief introduction as of how you got into crypto and then maybe give a brief introduction on Jigstack. Yeah, sure. Um, Thank you for having me. Um, So yeah, my journey into crypto, uh, I would say depending on, it's all relative, right? But depending on where you sit, I, I'm either early or late. I got in probably around the 2017 um, timeframe. Um, back then, uh, I had a lot of friends um, who were in the, in that space. I was more in the in the e-commerce space at that time, um, but also I was doing um, digital had a digital consultancy, so I was working with quite a range of um, uh, companies in the digital space. And uh, I actually um, got a couple of uh, jobs um, with different projects launching around that space and. Um, at, at that time sorry and um yeah i just uh what i noticed back then was you know um there were some really really good ideas um there were really good development teams but the the business a lot of the business side um wasn't there and then obviously there was a lot of oh you know um i guess scams and stuff like that built around that time um and i I took a lot out and I, i got super passionate about it after that i just learned everything and um then you know my journey kind of you know through that bear market um you know i, I continually worked with solid projects understanding um the synergies and, and what actually is um positive in the space and i ended up um you know just working with a few friends on on a couple ideas and you know we came up with you know uh you know we were really passionate about DeFi, um and DeFi kind of took off um and we wanted to build um kind of a company that uh, had a suite of products so similar to a microsoft and that's kind of where i um ended up with uh, Jigstack um, which is our I'm the COO of um, technically you could call me the CEO but as we want to be a DAO I've um, positioned myself as you know one of the main leaders in the team rather than the um, hierarchy of the owner and um, yeah so Jigstack's a, a suite of DeFi products that sits under one company um, with the goal to uh, become a full DAO um, you know we've we launched in April of this year um, which was a success and um, to this stage we've we're on the brink of uh, developing our fourth product in under one year um, to market MVP and um, super super excited about next year um, just further building out the existing products and adding more products to our um, to our suite um, and then further um, moving towards becoming a full DAO um, which is super exciting as well. What drew you to the blockchain space um, other than all the other spaces that you probably had some interaction with since you were already in the digital space you could have gone anywhere but why did you choose blockchain in particular yeah that, that's a good question i guess um well i came from an e-commerce you know i was kind of in the early days of e-commerce on social media um before it kind of got inflated and um you know kind of got crowded and i seen the potential of getting in early on on things that you know people were questioning about but you could see momentum coming um so that kind of i could have the same i had the same feeling that i had back in 2011 and 12 um that was happening um it was just more about people and companies trying to you know define that right um 
rhythm and um that was what really drawed me and then obviously um just just the the potential of it um also drawed me you know i i love you know i'm i'm, I'm anti-government per se i guess you could say and um that really really excited me about you know financial freedom and um you know just being able to you know take control a lot more of my own finances i guess i'm kind of leaning more into DeFi, but and then also privacy um being in e-commerce you know i'm guilty as everyone else you know i was i'd really um kind of yeah felt felt that this was getting a really really um shady you know the amount of tracking we could do the amount of things we could manipulate to get in front of people um and i thought you know obviously crypto was going in the different direction that was giving people the opportunity um to keep anonymous and have their privacy back um and i think that's where uh, web 3.0 is going as well so um yeah i'm just that really drawed me into it that's super interesting um i just wanted to touch upon what you said earlier about catching the trend so you were in really early with the social media e-commerce and when you saw crypto in 2017 you said that you felt like the same thing was happening again what was it that you saw that gave you that feeling Uh, do you do you think there are patterns in these like very fast moving trends that you can that people can keep an eye out for yeah well it's kind of um um, I guess it, it was more about the the, uh, the ability to scale and and build something fast. Um, you know, back in 2012, um, I was running uh, an underwear company, um, and we were, you know, we were doing okay. The, um, you know, using your traditional um, e-commerce tools like Google, Facebook ads um, had started to take off then, but it was starting to get flooded. And then for me, Instagram was a place where it was, you know, there was a lot of people talking about it, a lot of people, you know, throwing ideas. There was no back then. There was no Facebook hadn't bought Instagram yet, so there was no advertising. Um, it was also um, no algorithm as well. And so it gave the opportunity for people who, you know, put in the time to learn and uh, find out different ways to get in front of people, um, the opportunity to grow really, really fast. And, you know, we started testing a few things and um, it was really the influencer marketing. Like back in, from what I remember, I don't think in 2012, probably not even in 2013, we never said the word influencer. So those days, of influencer marketing were in front of us, but we were actually doing that before um, that was happening. So that's kind of the similar thing. I could see that happening in crypto, like working in uh, a company where, you know, it ends up being the norm or becoming a big trend before it happens and being part of that. And that's what I was feeling about crypto. Um, and that, yeah, just continually draw me towards it. And, you know, as you can see, um, you know, the doubters keep doubting that, you know, this is a bubble or this isn't going to happen or this, you know, this is all a scam. But, um, you know, crypto keeps growing and blockchain in general. And um, yeah, I'm super excited about the future of where, you know, people can take this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's move on to the topic of the podcast, which is uh, balancing work and um, life, I guess. I find it really difficult being in crypto to do that because I am, I find crypto so enjoyable that work ends up becoming life, if that kind of makes sense. And I get a lot of, um, I guess, drama back at home. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with the with my partner not saying that I spend enough time with her, etc., etc., and it's it's always a balancing act because it, crypto moves so fast. If you're like not with it for a couple of days, you feel really lost. That's how I feel. How do you kind of balance that work life situation, especially since you're running a your own company? Well, you're you're an integral part of your own company, which will eventually be a DAO. Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, I guess for me, um, I try and put some structure around. Um, you know, it's very hard in crypto. Um, you know, there's that old saying that like money never sleeps. So you have that um. Kind 
got a mentality that, you know, you can always be doing more, but um, obviously that can also lead to a lot of other issues such as burnout. So um, like I've been aware, like I've been in working for myself for over 10 years um, and I've, I've burnt out before. Um, I've, I've, you know, it's a really good saying that I think uh, Gary V, uh, I think I heard him say about hustle porn as well, um, which is basically mm. hustling for the sake of hustling, uh, which can, can happen in crypto as well. You know, and it's sometimes people have the best intentions um, to build a project, um, but they don't have the skill. And you see a lot of people, um, and that's not their fault. Um, but, you know, the people, you know, who you're surrounded with, you know, if they're not being honest with you, can really drive you um, in, a, in a dark path. Um, so it's also, I guess, being really self-aware um, that, yes, you know, crypto, and we all love it, and we all want to work work as hard as possible and as fast as possible and as most as possible. But having, I, I put some boundaries around that and um, have some structure. Um, I'm super into my fitness. So I um, make sure I'm training every morning um, between seven and eight o'clock in the morning. That's one thing that kind of grounds me. Um, and then I also try and switch off. Um, I guess I'm kind of fortunate in my side um, of the world that um, probably the downest time of day is between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. and then it picks up. So I, I get a couple of hours to, um, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, just relaxing, you know, meeting up with friends um, or doing some kind of activity. I have that during the day. Um, I don't always do that because sometimes I'm super tired from working the night before. But again, that's also um, being able to recoup and um, get back into it. So I guess stru- having structure is the most important thing is then being self-aware. What are your work hours like? Are you working until very, very late at night, but you're taking a break in the middle? Or do you sort of give yourself a normal working day? Yeah, I I, tr- I, I work late hours. Um, you know, I have a remote team, um, majority of my team on the other side of the world, um, which is which is fine. Um, but that also causes, um, you know, a lot of meetings being up late. Um, so I'm usually in meetings all the way up to midnight or um, early morning, um, but I'm usually getting a couple of hours sleep and then I'm up um relatively early training and then getting back on the um you know with meetings with the team or partners for the rest of the um their later afternoon or evening and then that's what i was saying it's kind of like for me uh that two to four p.m is kind of like the most downest time other than you know the super early hours but you know it it changes i'm flexible i have to be um you know as one of the key um members of my team so i try and i try and work around my employees as much as possible um you know and but that that can be a challenge and it takes a certain amount of um you know i guess experience um to maintain that and um making sure you're getting enough sleep um you're not burning out and you're 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 there um you know sometimes when you're super tired you can be at meetings and you're you're kind of zoning out or you're falling asleep um and you know i'm making sure that i'm quite quite awake i don't necessarily have coffee or any caffeine after midday i'm just not that kind of person but um i'm making sure i'm having good dinner Um, i'm not eating too late and um you know i'm sitting up i'm not sitting on the couch or laying in bed i'm either sitting in the office or um somewhere where i'm you know can stand up or um sit straight wow okay so have you always been a type of person that doesn't need that much sleep at night or can catch up that sleep in the afternoon because i've never been a napping person i i like to sleep a solid if i can eight hours it's very rare but if i can sleep eight hours in one go and then spend the rest of the day working but i'm not sure if that's optimal uh do you have you experimented with you know your sleep pattern or getting doing certain activities at the at certain times like you work out in the morning was that a conscious decision to have 
that morning workout rather than have it in the evening or the afternoon? Yeah, that, that's a pretty good question as well. Yeah, I um, I used to be, a, a, you know, back probably early days, you know, my late teens, my early 20s, I was always um, someone who would train in the afternoons. So, yeah, I used to play sport. You know, majority of sport training was in the afternoons unless you were a professional. Um, but, you know, as I kind of went into the entrepreneurial space and working for myself, um, I, I started experimenting um, and I started getting up early uh, and training instead of going straight to my uh, emails. And that really helped me. Um, I think that kind of, you know, set the, set the tone, um, you know, depending on how hard you train, like I try and train pretty hard. I get my heart rate up, you know, I do um, high intensity tra- um, interval training. So the HIIT trainings. Um, so it's a really, really uh, vigorous workout if you push hard. Um, and it kind of ticks off as a small achievement for the day that you've already done. Um, you know, and there, there are kind of, um, I guess, reports and stuff like that out there about, you know, the benefits of training in the morning. Um, but for me personally, it's just taking that little win into the day and then, um, you know, just building off that. Interesting, interesting. That's maybe something I would like to explore because uh, I've never been a morning person. I definitely like doing exercise, not before sleep, but closer to sleeping time than to waking up time. But maybe it's better to switch that up because then you might get some other benefits that you hadn't realized before. Yeah, and you know, everyone has different goals, right? So I I use it as a as a kind of challenge for the morning. It just depends on what you're training for. Um, I'm not necessarily training to be an athlete or to lose weight or to gain muscle i'm uh, just using it as all right let's 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 win the day by starting early and um you know get getting fit so that's kind of just sets the um the precedence for the day and i'll just try and leverage off that you know it doesn't like i'll be honest every not every day it works out to be that way you know i can come back to my um my office and sit down and you know there can be critical things in the business that i need to get on top of or um you know i can be just before i work out i may have certain things that i need to um to do as well that um you know starts playing on my head before training but um majority of the time it it, it just works for me um and i would say to anyone just figure out what works for you because i have really really successful friends in business and in crypto who prefer to work out in the evening and that works for them so i don't think there's any kind of uh correct formula that kind of blankets everyone it's you know entirely up to the person and um you know what's going on in their their life and also in their um business as well how do you get all of that stress out of the way so you can focus on working out? Uh, I take it out in out on the workout. So if I'm stressed, um, you know, I've I guess I, I've got ADD. I got diagnosed when I was young. So you know the um, the other kind of th- things that people draw are drawn to is mindfulness and meditation, yoga. Um, you know, I, I just can't sit around and and do those things. I need something fast paced. Um, I also enjoy long walks. That also um, helps me um, clear my mind and you know. You, another place where you can just kind of unwind um as much as you can but you know once you step up the tempo in training and you're really you're pushing yourself it's it's very hard to stay focused on negative things going on in your life and you're just getting back into the moment um but that doesn't mean the does others... that get your does that get your mind off of like oh i need to do this i need to do that yeah of course or, and does it help you refocus once you've finished training oh okay now i can do it a lot more efficiently or i have found a better way of doing abz do you find that that's what training gives you yeah it's uh, like I, I wouldn't say it gives you the answers um to all your problems in a training session but it definitely gives you the the time to um kind of clock off the mind and work on the body um just for that period it can be a good reset as a lot especially if you know you've gone to bed thinking about certain things 
or stressing about 30 things and then waking up. You know, most people wake up thinking, stressing about those same things. And, uh, you know, for me, getting up early and then training, it just gives me that little bit of reset and accomplishment during the day to then go back to whatever the task or the issue is at hand and, you know, try and solve it or um, improve it from that point. Do you work weekends? Uh, yeah, majority of weekends I do. So, um, uh, but I, I love it. I guess for me, I don't treat weekends, weekdays any different anymore. Um, uh, yeah, I just, you know, working for yourself, you're kind of not into that, you know, Monday to, to Friday work, work week. And then, you know, you've got the weekend to recover. You, you know, obviously my earlier days, that definitely was a, you know, weekend. I love the weekend. You go see your friends, go out and party, play sport, watch sport. Um, but, you know, as, as I grew, grew older and started working, working my um, businesses, I started seeing opportunity um, as well. And, um, you know, similar to crypto, um, it yeah, this money just doesn't sleep. So, you know, the opportunities you have to work on the weekends, I definitely take them. Um, I do obviously slow down a little bit on a Sunday. Um, I have a partner, so I spend time with her. Um, and she kind of grounds me a little bit and holds me back from, you know, working too much. Um, but majority of weekends I'm working. Um, if I'm not working, I'm still, you know, what, you know, I may be delegating tasks for our weekend workers and and just watching that and um you know assisting them when they need it do you ever feel that with your partner it's um how can i put this it you feel like you're discouraged from working if that kind of makes sense because i've spoken to a lot of people and i i I guess i'm in the same position where you know i i get what you mean they keep you grounded sometimes it does feel like you could be doing more i guess (laughs) if that kind of makes sense yeah well absolutely um you know like if you go into a relationship um you've got to you obviously got to think about you know are you being selfish um one are you being selfish about being in a relationship with someone who wants to be i guess um with someone who's more affectionate or has more time for them um and and two are you putting in enough effort to um make this relationship last so for me um you know my partner was well aware about who i was in terms of you know what i do how i work and um that kind of drawed us together she's a complete opposite to me as in she is a designer so she's a creative so i think that's super important where you know in previous relationships they've been a little bit more business focus so you know switching off from work i'm talking about business with my partner whereas you know when i see her creativity um uh you know it's kind of a completely different thing to how my mind's wired i'm more about the business side of things and you know i have creatives obviously work for me but um it's just a good balance with her and um yeah she kind of i guess it's just being very aware with your partner about what you're doing and how much you're working and you know is it working for both of you yeah no i think that's those are very good points i feel like a lot of people who are entrepreneurs or who are in crypto they all exhibit very similar personalities like quite workaholic types yeah we're selfish yeah a little bit selfish and uh but you're right i think finding a partner to well not only support you but to to make you realize that there are some things that are more important than just working obviously work is important and you need your partner to support you but you also have to support your partner and uh, and, and that basically gets rid of the selfishness or at least reduces it yeah absolutely um but you know i would say to a lot of, like I, i've seen it a lot um you know and i i don't necessarily have had many partners in the last 10 years because i've been so busy and in work um that um i i was very self 
self-aware that, you know, I'm a selfish person. There is nothing wrong with being selfish um, if you're doing things on your own or you're building things. Um, but yeah, if you're in a relationship, there is that um, kind of mutual respect of, you know, I'm you know working hard, I'm working late hours. You may not be doing that. Um, but, you know, we have kind of like a knowledge of where we're going as um, a relationship and working um, working around that and making sure that we're um, putting in time um, and growing as a partner, just like our business. Because, you know, you could say there are people who try and um, classify, you know, things as, you know, a business is like a child that grows or a business is like a relationship you have um, where there are obviously some similar um, traits. But, um, you know, I think the per- the personalities need to match and that doesn't necessarily mean the personalities need to be the same, but they definitely need to match. Yeah, exactly. I completely get you. When I was working a nine to six, uh, you know, weekends were amazing. Used to Friday night, Saturday night, go out, have tons of drinks, have parties and whatnot. And now that I'm older, I, I rarely do those things. You mentioned before you were similar. Do you miss it? Um, or do well, you still do you still go out getting smashed on the weekends? <laughs> yeah, no, I wish sometimes, you know, hopefully we hit that, um, you know, that big golden unicorn um, status and, you know, maybe I'll let my hair down. But um, look, I, I still socialize. Um, I'm, I come from, you know, not just e-commerce. I worked in hospitality as well. Um, so I guess, you know, when I was younger, I was exposed to it a lot more um, and I also worked in it. So um, you can kind of lose your passion a little bit about, you know, partying when you're working in it and it becomes, a, um, a, you know, a day-to-day or, you know, a second job thing where you're, you know, socializing for for work rather than socializing for recreational reasons. Um, so there is a little bit of me that misses, you know, the complete party boy days. But, you know, like, let's be honest, you're not going to build anything strong if you're out there all the time hungry over so you know i'm very mindful again it's just being mindful of when to socialize when not to when to go out um and have a few drinks when not to um and yeah always putting work first um especially around um those kind of things um but also rewarding yourself and keeping in contact i think it's really good to keep in contact with whether it's childhood friends family um or other people who may just be you know business friends in different um industries maybe you have friends who are in property um friends who are in e-commerce or fashion um, because, you know, things that are going on in their industries, you can also learn and, and you know, as a business owner, um, how, how to adapt to certain stresses in your life. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, crypto, yes, we can say it's 24-7, but, you know, there's a lot of stress that comes into being a property developer. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, money outlay at the start to recoup on the back. Um, so, you know, understanding that and learning from their kind of experiences because, you know, when you're developing tech, you know, sometimes you have massive outlays and, you know, you're, you've got to be really mindful to, not blow your budgets and making sure things align with your roadmap so um it's a similar kind of feel obviously different industries but you know just having time to um you know speak to other friends it's really really good i think so the last question i wanted to ask you um was is there a certain age you think people should basically stop or start to pull back on their partying and start focusing on more of their life goals um to give you some context to that question i in my late 20s quit my job to come to china to study chinese and because of that reason i ended up making friends with a lot of um, people younger than me um, a lot younger than me and now you know i see them i've basically seen them grow grown up because i've seen them for five six years i've seen them when they were in their early 20s late teens going into their mid to late 20s and i was just wondering is there any advice 
advice you have for those guys if they are looking to be successful? Do you think that there's some sort of um, tips or you know some sort of something they should do in order to start making putting um, uh, start letting their life go in the direction they would like it to go into yeah i guess it's more um that i could speak about it more from the entrepreneur side when you work um for yourself um that uh the main things to look for is um do, do you have something that you really really want um and make sure you're you know you want it you just don't want the idea i think what happened um especially early days for me was i kind of we all i got drawn to the whole facebook you know um and the digital i grew into digital through you know the success of facebook and entrepreneurship became cool because you know you could you, you talk about um to people back in the late 90s or early 2000s it wasn't cool to be an entrepreneur back then it became cool um and making sure that you know um, you're doing something you're doing something for the right reasons um, and you know you my advice is you'll know when that is um, deep down um, it's probably it's a, it's a self again it goes back to self-awareness you know am I doing this to get rich or am I doing this to build a business um, obviously building a good business will will get you probably financially stable um, but if you're just doing it um, for the sake of you want to make you've seen what others have done and this happens in every every kind of digital space um, you you can just yeah you you will fall over more likely than not and so yeah my advice is there's probably not any age and you know i'm not an ageist they say you know people can you know change their life around in their 40s and 50s and do something amazing um but in terms of um an, an age point i'd say that yeah it's it's relative to the person and just making sure that what they're doing is real rather than just chasing um you know gold Perfect. Thank you so much for your insights, Robbie. Um, before we finish off, I have a couple of questions from the community. So it's coming up to Christmas, although this episode is going to be released a lot later than that. Um, do you have any plans? Um, yeah, I well, hopefully I get to sleep in. <laughs> That's the first thing. Um, I don't, you know, being Christmas, it's kind of the downtime. Um, well, a day that I look forward to, because of day downtime. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I actually live in Bali, so I'm, um, you know, away from my my family and friends from back home obviously the pandemic's one reason um also i chose to be here so you know there's a big expat community and a, a good group of friends that i have that probably catch up for a lunch um and then other than that um i'll try and take it easy and look forward to the last week before um the new year and making sure our business is thriving and ready to go Wow, perfect. And the last question is, after DeFi, NFT and gaming, what do you think is going to be the next big wave for crypto? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, look, I'm a little bit biased when I say this, but um, I think retail is going to come heavy into crypto, um, mainly e-commerce. Uh, I think you can kind of, I've kind of, you've kind of seen that over the last couple of months, you know, the, the Shopify integrations that have happened, um, you know, Adidas, you know, starting to get into the metaverse and NFT. Um, I think those kind of um, companies uh, are getting drawn in um, but another thing is on, on a whole I feel that uh, I wouldn't like I wouldn't say retail investors but I'd say retail users are going to come into crypto as the next wave um, I think companies are now starting to understand um, how to uh, build the UI and UX a lot better for people who are uh, crypto novices and the products and the projects that are getting built are getting built to solve um, problems like major problems or you know problems people have day-to-day -day life now um, whereas 
whereas back in 2017, there was a lot of, you know, um, hocus pocus, I guess you could say, out there. And um, I just feel that, you know, the projects that are getting, you know, some of the big or really good projects that are going now are, are building for uh, retail users rather than retail investors. Um, and I think that that wave of people coming in will, you know, take crypto and, and all the projects, all the good projects with it to mainstream and become something that people use day to day. So that's where I think things are going. Um, but I definitely keep my eye out on e-commerce. How do you think um, retail are going to use the blockchain? Do you think it's just going to be NFTs or do you think there are some more creative ways that people, uh, that these retailers are already looking at? Yeah, I think, uh, well, obviously e-commerce, um, I think payment gateways. Um, I think there's a lot of um, money left off the table. You know, people with crypto are holding, you know, it's strong and don't want to, you know, transfer it to fiat and stuff like that. But, you know, they're also willing to, you know, spend their, their crypto on products or services that you know benefit their lives so i think that would be the biggest play would be the payment gateways and you know more and more companies accepting crypto as payment um the other side of things is probably um influencer marketing and affiliate marketing uh, you know i've seen a quite a, a lot of projects and a quite a lot of people moving into this space um and that you know with the right people um working behind it i think that will further um you know build projects and, and brands um out in the crypto space um that have been you know traditionally more you know web 2.0 or traditional retailers so i i think those would be the ones that i'd be looking for but payment gamer gateways would definitely be um our payment solutions in general would definitely be the place that i think um retailers will go after awesome um thank you so much robbie pleasure do you want to give do you want to give any shout outs or promote any socials or any products um please feel free yeah yeah thanks so um yeah just you know i'd love for everyone to kind of keep an eye on our journey or my, myself and my company's journey uh jigstack um you can find us at jigstack.org um or on our twitter our discord or our telegram um you know and we're just about to launch those are all jigstack at jigstack uh Yes, all at, at Jigstack. Um, so I'll um, make sure I send that over to you to, to ensure, but it's at Jigstack. Uh, uh, I think Jigstack DAO is our telegram from memory. So sorry about that. It just got changed because we're trying to move towards a DAO. Um, but um, yeah, the other thing I was going to mention is we're just about to launch our um, our new product, Santa, which is a multi-send gifting solution. So you can send friends and family um, small crypto gifts or bigger crypto gifts um, in bulk as well from your, uh, your wallet and and um, yeah, we're super excited that it's launching just before Christmas. So uh, hopefully by the time this podcast um, has uh, been put live, um, there's been action and someone hopefully has heard about it before I've mentioned it and said, hey, oh, I've seen that already. So um, that's kind of always a, a win in business when it comes to outside your circle or unnoticed from a bigger, a bigger play. Perfect. Thank you so much, Robbie, for joining us on Insider's Insight and sharing your wisdom. No worries. We will see you all next episode. Bye, guys.